This is an Average Fan Podcast hosted by Benny Hanna. Continue to like, rate, and subscribe. Make sure to share. Now streaming on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. This is an Average Fan Podcast hosted by Benny Hanna. everybody welcome back to an average fan podcast your host l jones week 13 aftermath told y'all it was gonna be some good games went nine and six overall in my uh nfl picks this week kind of been on the roll like your favorite quarterback week this week man i'm just telling y'all this week had some some truly good football in it um we singing some some risers some fallers um, some matchups cause us to look at teams a little bit differently and other matchups, they gave us a little cause for concern to say the least. So welcome back everybody in the average fan podcast, your host L Jones, go ahead to remember rate, like, and subscribe to podcast as it helps with the growth. Um, man, let's, let's get it started. Thursday night we had Buffalo and New England going at it. Buffalo comes on comes out on top of this one, uh, twenty four to ten. I love these Thursday night matchups. They grew on me. I really wasn't a big fan of Thursday night football, but it grows on me. The matchups have gotten better as talent has gotten a little bit better in the NFL, uh, a little bit more dispersed, even playing field. Even though you got some dominant teams, but it's more competitive to say the least. New England dropping the six and six on the year. Buffalo uh going up to nine and three as they lead the division. Josh Allen gives you two touchdowns. Diggs uh he re- has a receiving touchdown with ninety two yards. This was a game in which we saw Mac Jones get very frustrated on the sidelines with the play calling to say the least. He wasn't a fan of the run game. So those who watch the game, y'all already know what what he was talking about. Buffalo just dominated this game, controlled the time of possession. I mean, what more can you ask for in a divisional game? As you know, Belichick, he came in, he was dominating the Bills, but this has been a different team, especially since the departure of Tom Brady and some of the weapons that he had out there in New England. So Buffalo taking that one. Um, moving forward the rest of this year, how do we feel about Buffalo really coming out of this AFC? And I'm saying that because we might have some new challengers coming up. Um, they got the Jets coming up on the 11th, in which it, that'll be a good game. Uh, seeing how they kind of try to redeem themselves from their loss earlier this season. Then the, then the week after, you got um, the Dolphins. So you're really coming up to this crucial stretch in which you can really put some distance between you and the other teams in your division. Let's see if they go ahead and take advantage of that. Moving forward, we have uh, Pittsburgh uh, and Atlanta. And 
everybody who watches or ever been to an Atlanta game, it usually seems like a road game. And it's crazy because when you look at it, Atlanta being this city that they got they got some diehard fans, but it's not really a football town. Um, the team that's really prevalent in Georgia football wise are the Bulldogs. So you'll see you'll see more of a uh, home crowd presence at Bulldog games in the bins than you will for an overall Falcons game. Now, could that be that the Falcons haven't built something that's worth cheering for? Possibly. As they drop um, this game to Pittsburgh, 19 to 16, close game. Knew it would be. They go to five and eight, hurt their division chances as they finally get a bye week this week. And Pittsburgh on the year moving to five and seven. Tomlin trying to get these boys right. Man, it was all about the defense. Pittsburgh with a good defense, physical game. Um, Another person kind of upset and frustrated as uh, Pittsburgh Steelers rookie Pickens, who he's kind of displeased with his targets. And sometimes that happens. You switch quarterbacks. Uh, Kenny Pickett, we all know, was uh, second string, so he wasn't getting a lot of reps with the ones. But now he is, but they're playing a different style of game. Mariota had a chance to kind of drive him down, at least try to get him in the field goal range. That interception late cost him. So Tomlin fans, Steeler fans, all is not lost with this year. Still got a chance to possibly get a at least a winning record out of this. They got to pull off their next couple. As I said, Atlanta's heading into the bye. A lot of Atlanta fans are really wanting to see Desmond Ritter, and I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how we should look at that uh, being what Atlanta has around it right now. You already lost Kyle Pitts. So even if you got Desmond Ritter out there, true, you get to see him. But at what capacity do you really get to see him at? So that's that's my thoughts on that. Next game on the docket, we had Green Bay and Chicago. For those wondering, Aaron Rodgers still owns Chicago. Uh, Justin Fields has another good day overall, but it's not enough to beat Aaron Rodgers and his Packers. Uh, who would have ever thought, even though he threw ten, two interceptions, he being Justin Fields, who would have thought that he would go 20 or 25 and 254, passing for more yards and more efficient? I mean, two of your incomplete. Five, out of your five incompletions, two of them went to the other team. So that's something to look at there. And then he's carrying the workload on the ground, six carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown. So he's there over 300 all-purpose yards. Justin's really been dynamic for a 3-10 and 10 team. Doesn't really sound like a lot. Doesn't sound like it means enough. But just – could we picture another quarterback on this Bears team who could probably do more? And I'm just going to leave it at that. No need to elaborate. Moving on, Jacksonville and Detroit. Detroit put it on Jacksonville. 40-14. to 14. 
I told y'all, man, Detroit five and seven, they feel like they should be a lot better. Uh, they can put up some points, y'all. Uh, not gonna lie, Detroit's a team in which if they can get everything going, and then you're getting Jameson Williams back, they could be dangerous. Uh, especially next year, I could see them if they make a couple moves, they get a little bit uh more gelled with the system, especially defensively. Man, they could be a problem as they hold uh, Trevor Lawrence to un- under under 200 yards passing. Jerry Goff going off 31 to 41 for 340, two touchdowns. It's crazy. It's crazy. If I told you Detroit would have had a better record than the Rams right now at this point in the season, you would have looked at me funny. Um, and then that backfield, they're doing their thing uh, with Swift and Williams. They splitting the carries, both with a touchdown. That's a good little dynamic backfield. Uh, we, we knew it was Swift's team beforehand at the beginning of the season, but that injury and Williams coming on strong. Uh, it's boding well for Detroit going forward. Uh, Jacksonville following the four and eight on the year. I mean, they said it was Urban. I don't know. One of the best games of the day. Hands down, one of the best games of the day. And I told y'all on a previous episode, the New York Jets and Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota wins this as the Jets had opportunities to go ahead and get the victory in this one at the end, but just came up short. Mike White is a baller. He'll let that thing fly. I think the Jets will be all right. They have a good defense. They have a good defense. And how do I know that? Justin Jefferson did not get over 100 yards receiving. He had 45 yards receiving in this game. I'm telling you, I'm telling you that defense, the defense is crazy. He had 11 targets. So they were really able to give them some fits. I love what Sauce Gardner did. That was the matchup I told y'all I was looking Forward to Sauce Gardner going up against Justin Jefferson. Man, hey, this is this is A1 football, y'all. This is A1 football. I love it. Uh, the defensive matchup. They were just so close. They were so close. Uh, Garrett Wilson, man, Buckeye, former Buckeye, balling now eight receptions, 162 yards. Dude, just the hand strength, like, for him and his size. But he plays so much bigger. Like, he's got the hand strength of somebody who's like 6'5". But the dude's like 6 feet, 6'1 at best. But he just goes, he grabs that ball, and then he takes off. Um, He's a monster out there, man. This is a good game, man. Minnesota, man, quietly, quietly 10-2. But their two losses are two, two NFC East teams in which they'll probably have to go through in Dallas. And Philly, we already know how the Dallas game went. I mean, Dallas, that that Dallas game was ugly. But they're going to have to figure some things out when it comes to playing the top teams. But they've beaten everybody else who they need to beat. And they're doing it in one-score games, mental toughness. They're not worried, um, able to pull these games out. So shout-out to Minnesota for doing their thing. We got another tie this week. The Washington Commanders and the New York Giants tie 2020. Go figure, right? These two teams would just 
give us a 2020 tie. Um, so does that mean no new Jordans for uh, Tyler Haneke? Daniel Jones has 200 yards passing, leading rusher on the team. It's not a style that's conducive to winning for the New York Giants. Um, Terry McLaurin, another Buckeye, eight receptions, 105 yards, one touchdown, balling out. But it was Dehan Johnson, Dehan Doxson, excuse me, who was able to get it, go ahead and get the tying score. Um, Jahan Dotson, who was able to get that tying score for uh, Washington, probably about like a, less than a minute left in the fourth quarter. So this was another, here he is, a divisional game. This is going to be interesting going forward now. Washington is 7-5-1. and one. And the New York Giants was 7-4-1. and one. The Hennessy East might get three teams in to that playoff. Their division is strong this year. Um, moving down, Tennessee, they took on Philly. Philly comes out on top 35-10. Uh, Tennessee has since then fired their GM. Wonder what that was about. It wasn't a good day for Tennessee. Tennessee still leads their division there at 7-5. Philly goes to that 11-1. A.J. Brown was going stupid. <clears throat> he was doing crazy in that game. Uh, crazy catches. Even good passes, man, by Jalen Hurts. Shout out to Jalen Hurts, man, taking that next step. Eager to see what he does uh, going forward. Um, talking about playoff-wise, because regular season, we know what they're going to do. But playoff-wise, I want to see him take that next step. Um, I really like what I'm seeing out of Jalen as he has 380 yards through the air with three touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill. Leading rusher for Tennessee. Three carries for 34 yards. That's something you probably think. I, I wouldn't expect to hear that. Derrick Henry only had 11 carries for 30 yards. 2.7 average. Philly's defense will be a problem. And we said this before. Like, going up there to Philly, playing in the cold, having to deal with them, having to deal with the fans, crazy environment you know the fans are probably going to show up can't wait kind of like they did for the philadelphia phillies in the mlb um that was a crazy scene uh to actually just watch how loud the crowd was so i'm expecting similar things for eagles they're just so dominant right now don't really know if a team can really touch them because their only loss was to the commanders go figure who would have thought that now, as we move forward, uh, Baltimore going up against Denver. In a game in which Baltimore, they lost Lamar Jackson, probably be without him for three to four weeks, maybe. They win the game 10-9. to I'm not going to harp on this game too much because, for me, it always a go back to that point. And that point is Denver's quarterback situation. What are they going to do in this offseason to really rectify things? You could probably see another OC coming in. Do they stick with this coach that they have? I don't see them moving off of Russ. So 
that'll be interesting. But shout out to Huntley coming in, not losing the game. 27 to 32 for 187. He threw an interception, but 10 carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown. So he was also able to get his Lamar on. He didn't have those crazy big runs or those fancy runs, but he managed that offense in a way that led them to winning. This game didn't really give you a lot of wow factors. But most Broncos games don't, unless it's the opposing team. So Baltimore, as you as you look at them, Baltimore is a team that has everything in front of them as well. They're sitting at eight and four, number one in the AFC North. But this is a critical stretch for them coming up. As you see, if they're going to be without Lamar, your next two games are division games. As you will have to deal with Pittsburgh now and then Cleveland, and then Atlanta. So you got three three games in which you can win. But without Lamar, it'll be interesting to see how they do. And then they follow that up with a game against Pittsburgh and another game uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals in the season. So basically, you have to dominate these next games as they're all divisional games outside of the Atlanta game. Baltimore, the ball's in your court. Houston, the Houston Texans welcome their former quarterback, Deshaun Watson, back. And we all know how that was going, the hype around that. Uh, Cleveland comes out on top 27-14 to 14 as it was a slow start for the Browns before they pulled away. Um, as we see that Donovan Peoples-Jones was able to go out and give that punt return for a touchdown. Really helps separate things. Nick Chubb gives you 80 on the ground. Houston, Houston is really a bad team. Deshaun showed a lot of rust. There's some things that Deshaun's going to really have to. I don't know if we're going to see peak Deshaun again. Um, it'll probably... It'll probably take them some time. This year has kind of been a waste for them. This Cleveland team, every time it seems like they have upside, something always happens to kind of counteract that or go against that. They're sitting at five and seven. What do we really expect out of Cleveland going forward, especially with Deshaun? Like I said, he had a rusty, shaky game, like a, a lot of rust. He went 12 of 22, 131. Interception really wasn't doing a whole bunch, but nevertheless, it's good to see him get back out there and play, regardless of how you feel about him. Just sometimes you can find solace in doing the thing that you love. So let that be a little gem to those who like or into those things. Seattle took on the Rams. Seattle comes out on top. Rams have been struggling ever since, you know, Cooper Cup went down. They also had injuries to Stafford. It's gotten so bad that they've actually claimed Baker Mayfield, who was released by the Panthers. They picked Baker up, so this will be interesting. See what kind of team you get out there with Baker. Um, Seattle keeps trucking along, doing their thing. Trey, 
they're in a tough division because of who's leading their division. Seattle sitting at seven and five. I still like them to get in the playoffs. Uh, they got to shape up. They got to shape up because they got some toughies coming down the road as well too. Um, you got a matchup against Carolina, but then you got San Francisco, Kansas City, and the New York Jets. Three tough matchups that will really determine their fate in this season. So that Christmas Eve battle with the Chiefs will be good. Keep my eye on on that one. But also that that San Francisco primetime, yeah, that's going to be a good one. Got to watch that. By the way, shout out to Geno Smith. Love his deep ball. My man's really balling out there. Comeback player of the year, most improved candidate, whatever. Give it to him. Give it to him. He's held that team down. San Francisco took on Miami. This was another game in which I said, hey, it was a game in which we probably didn't know we needed, but we got it anyway, and it didn't disappoint. Miami came out on the losing end. 33 to 17, by the way, of the 49ers. Jimmy G, you know, he's out. Um, oh, he got that foot injury, so he's done. He's probably done for the year, um, or at least until playoff time, depending on how long they could kind of stretch it out. Brock Purdy comes in, he goes 25 or 37, 210, two touchdowns, one interception. C-Mac doing everything, uh, leading rusher and receiving yards with 80, re 80 receiving yards for a, for a touchdown. Cheetah go do what he do. He give you 146 with a touchdown. Tua had two interceptions. It was just a bad matchup for Tua just because of how this San Francisco defense plays and the style of football they play. San Francisco at 8-4. and four. Hey, I'm a San Fran fan. I'm I'm stoked. I'm happy about what I'm seeing out of my team. Man, Miami, you got to cut down on the turnovers, especially if you expect to compete with some of them top dogs. Just in the AFC, not even talking about making it to a Super Bowl, but just in the AFC in general. So learning moment for uh, the Dolphins, seeing where their ceiling could be. A matchup with San Francisco, it tested that, showed you how much you got to grow. I expect them to kind of still be dominant the rest of the year, talking about Miami. But they got some challenges ahead as well. The game of the day, though. The AFC Championship rematch. Kansas City going up to Cincinnati, taking on the Bengals. Cincinnati comes out with a 27-24 victory. Yes, that is the same exact score it was last year in the AFC Championship game. Joe Burrow might just have Pat Mahomes' number. As he is now beating, he has beaten Kansas City three times in the same calendar year, y'all. Three times. So, what makes this matchup so good? That Bengals secondary really matches up well with Kansas City. And we saw this even with Cheetah. Arguably the fastest and best player receiver in the NFL, right? 
able to do the same thing. We had Kansas City uh, safety just, hey, we're going to lock them down this game. We saw P. Ryan then give him a stiff arm in which he looked like a crash dummy. I mean, he <laughs> Jamar Chase routed him up a couple times. This game could have been more wide open than what it was. We did have some drops. One was for a touchdown. That for the going away of the Bengals. But nevertheless, Joe Burrow, 286 yards on the ground with a touchdown. They held um they held Pat Mahomes to 223 yards, y'all. Uh, only 27 passing attempts. Think about that. Jamar Chase comes back, seven receptions. 97 yards. Samarji P. Ryan filling in for Joe Main Man Mixon. 21 carries, 106 yards. Cincinnati is 8 and 4. Right now they have the leading wild card spot. Uh, I expect them to actually win this division, especially with this Lamar injury. They seem to kind of find their stride right now. This is going to be an interesting stretch for Cincinnati going forward as well. Um, as we look at the rest of their schedule, excuse me, battling some congestion, y'all. Cleveland, Tampa, New England, next three games. That Tampa game will be circled, obviously. Um, but those are your next three games. I like Cincinnati in those three games. They could go 2-1-1. I see them going 3-0. and Who knows? Chargers versus the Raiders. Uh, pin drop time. The Chargers, man, y'all had this game. But see, the Raiders, the Raiders do, they. that's how they do, man. KJ tried to tell us about them Raiders. That's how they do. Uh, they come out. They didn't, they're five and seven right now. They drop the Chargers to six and six, hurting the Chargers' playoff hopes, shooting them. Uh, Devontae Adams, he has another gem, as he has eight receptions, 177 yards, two touchdowns. Keenan Allen, he goes for six receptions for 88 yards. Derek Carr, he has a oh man, it was. Just over 50% completion, 250 yards. But you know what I'm on. Josh Jacobs, 26 carries, 144 yards. Him and the way they are now committing to that run, in my eyes, is what has changed this Vegas Raiders team. Uh, we know what Devontae Adams presents outside, mismatch, physical body, good route running. But when you couple that with a Jacobs who is able to then run the football, catch the ball out the backfield, it really helps Derek Carr, especially when you're dealing with injuries to other top receiving targets. So that helps. Herbert, he gets he gets Keenan Allen back, but to no avail. Um, this is a team who was decimated defensively by injuries. So there again, we're not seeing a full complement of what the Chargers can do this year. So maybe next year we'll see the full complement of this Chargers team and what they're able to do. Cause I mean defensively with uh with the Bosa, with Khalil Mack, with Jackson, you know, like their back end is so good. 
their defense is so good to have to lose these guys it it really hurts so shout out to the Raiders getting that dub our nightcap on Sunday was the Colts versus Dallas Dallas opened it up in the third quarter 33 to nothing I mean it was like a two-point game going into the fourth final score 54 to 19 Matt Ryan took a beating that Dallas defense, man, <laughs> that Dallas defense, they're putting people on notice. They're playing real good. And when you got a good defense, and here's the thing what Dallas is doing a little bit different that I don't know if people are realizing it. They had 220 rushing yards, y'all. Using Zeke and Pollard like they should. Now, would they do this in big games? Remains to be seen, but when you can get Pollard 91 yards on the ground with him and then 77 with Zeke. So you only throw for 170, but you're able to get you're able to get that 200 over 200 yards rushing. It just says a lot for what you're doing and the physicality and what you're playing with to be able to do that. They didn't control time of possession, but nevertheless, they got five turnovers. So, Matt Ryan, doing Matt Ryan things. He has three interceptions. Oh, boy, the Colts season, 4-8-1. Dallas going to 9-3. and three. Dallas looks very strong. Still on the fence about them. But nevertheless, they're balling out right now. Monday matchup, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. They left too much time for Tom to come back, and Tom came back. In the game in which New Orleans should have won, Tampa comes back and wins 17-16. Brady is going to do Brady things. <laughs> That's just what he does. I mean, 2-1 and one since the divorce, they say. Don't know so much if it was divorce or whether he was just – he was just had his mind clouded, but now he's playing free. Tampa is 6-6 six and six leading the division. 54 pass attempts for Tom Brady. 281 yards, Leonard Fournette only 49 yards on the ground. I'm going to say this before I get out of here, y'all, and and it just has to be said. Uh, it, it just it has to be said. New Orleans, please, if Jameis Winston is healthy, put him in. Andy Dalton should not be your quarterback. I don't want to be mean. But Andy's not that guy. Just some friendly advice from a podcast host, L. Jones. So keep listening to an average fan podcast. Share, rate, like, subscribe. Get the podcast out there. Continue to help it grow. Got big things coming up. We're finna transition into that basketball. Season three is coming soon. Can't wait. Love the commitment and the loyalty. This is your boy L. Jones, Irish Fan Podcast. We out.